The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover a roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get. And we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Hi there, this is Lisa Campion, and welcome again to the Miracle of Healing. Um, I'm doing something new. So uh, usually I have a guest and I'm going to just talk to you by myself today because I wanted to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is, are you psychic? How do we tell if we're psychic? Um, and, and I even wanted to start by introducing myself a little bit. Maybe you've been listening to the podcast for a while and wondering who is this crazy person that likes to talk about psychic stuff. So let me tell you a little bit about myself. So it's such a funny thing. Like I'm a professional psychic. That's why I like talking about it. And I started working as a psychic when I was 19 years old. And really, this is what I've done my whole life. I feel at this point in my life, my goal is to help train psychics, healers, and empaths to fully step into their gifts because I think the world needs all the healers it can get. And a lot of people really struggle and suffer uh, with their psychic abilities, maybe have a lot of fear around it. I know I did. And back when I, like, I was really one of those I see dead people kids. And that was really tough because I grew up in the 70s and 80s, just outside Boston. And back then there were no psychics anywhere. There were no podcasts like this. There were no psychics on TV. It wasn't something you really could talk about there. I remember being like pretty little, like 10 or 12 years old and going into the library and looking up books on psychic because I was trying to figure out what I was experiencing. And there was nothing. Well, I can't say there was nothing. There was Edgar Casey and Jane Roberts, Seth Speaks, and a book by Yuri Geller about spoon, spoon bending. I'm not kidding you. That's all there was. And I knew from an early age that I had to sort of be quiet about what, what I was experiencing. I would see uh, colors around people and around animals and also around plants. I would see spirits all the time. So I grew up in a very haunted house. And I never really knew if my house was haunted or if... I was just a ghost magnet because highly psychic people are very, especially children, are very attractive to spirits. And I used to wake up in the middle of the night and all these people would be standing around my bed. I called them the gray people. I realized now they were ghosts, like the spirits of the dead that haven't fully crossed over yet. And my mother 
uh, although she and my parents, although they, they didn't tell me not to do it, they were also a little unclear about what was really happening. So I was told that I just had a really good imagination, um, that I had a lot of imaginary friends, although some of them really weren't that friendly. So I also saw angels and other kinds of spirits all the time and just was really rather at a loss about how to handle this, what it all meant. I was, you know, constantly looking for information. And I had um, kind of a revelation, <laughs> revelatory experience when I went to see the movie Poltergeist. I was probably somewhere like in junior high school when that movie came out. And I went in to the theater and there's this character Zelda who's a professional psychic that was an incredible experience for me um I remember like swearing in that moment like oh my god you can do that I'm gonna do that like that's the thing you can be I'm gonna be that uh and that was it that was when I decided to be a professional psychic and she gave this little little paragraph about what happens when you die why same why some people get stuck and why was this whole ghost thing a thing and I just grabbed onto that information like thank you for somebody please telling me what's going on here. Thank you. It was like this little piece of information I got and it sort of sparked a lifelong love that I have of paranormal movies and TV shows. And so I got a lot of my paranormal education by watching horror movies, which maybe about half of it was accurate and the rest of it was just Hollywood craziness. So, you know, these days, what I do is I write the books that I wanted to find in the library that I couldn't find there. I've written a book called The Art of Psychic Reiki, and also, which is about how Reiki helps our psychic abilities open. I always say that there are three things that pop open your psychic ability. It's yoga, meditation, and Reiki. And when we practice those things, if you were psychically inclined, it tends to pop open our psychic abilities even more. So I was teaching Reiki for a long time and teaching psychic development classes for a long time. And I noticed that, you know, people took all of those classes um, because as they were studying Reiki, it opened their psychic and they needed help with that. So I wrote this book, The Art of Psychic Reiki. You can find it on Amazon if that's something that's interesting to you. I also wrote a book called Energy Healing for Empaths, and that is a guide to help empaths and sensitive people who know that they're very sensitive, learn how to live in the world in the fullness of their their sensitivities, their superpower, right? And when we learn some core uh, skills, like how to manage our energy, we can live very comfortably in the world with our sensitivity. And unless we know those things, it's really a bit torturous. Now I'm writing books on psychic development. I have one coming up this time next year, so May 2023, that will be called Awakening Your Psychic Ability. So I've really wrote the books that I wanted to find. I teach the programs and classes. So I teach Reiki online and I teach psychic development programs of all beginner, intermediate, and quite advanced levels um, because I feel really passionately about helping people who are having psychic awareness not have to struggle and suffer like I did. So that's kind of what motivates me to do what I do. And getting back to this idea of are you psychic, the answer I want to tell you right away is yes, you are, um, because everybody is. And psychic ability is an awful lot like athletic ability or musical ability. Everybody has some, but some people really have more than others. Some of us have, you know, quite a lot of latent psychic ability because that's part of our destiny, part of our life purpose. 
Um, but yet everyone has some. Um, and what we need are two different things really to help us uh, maximize our psychic potential. Just like if you had a lot of athletic ability, you would still need some knowledge. So we need to know things and then we still need to practice. So those are the two things that, that we have to do and we can do. So most of the time when you see people who are really, really psychic is because they've worked on it. Just like when you see star athletes, they've worked on it. So it's not really reasonable to expect that you're going to have full control over your psychic abilities without that kind of training. We all need training. So I think the most important thing to know is that psychic ability is something that conjures up a lot of different things and images in people's mind. And chances are good that your impression of what psychics are are things you got from TV and movies like me and, and Zelda from, um, from the movie Poltergeist. So we have to uh, sometimes let go of, we, well, I would say we always have to pretty much let go of these ideas we have about what psychic is like if that's where we've got our information. Because the truth is, it doesn't have to be some strange, unnatural phenomena that is given to the poor, tortured psychic as a heavy burden to carry. It's really not meant to dial you into every haunted house within a 20-mile radius if you or attract horrible, shadowy spirits to you. It's you know, really about helping you function and navigate in the world in a better way. So when we tune into our psychic and our intuition, it helps guide us through the difficulties of our life with more grace, with more ease. It helps us follow a path in our life that's more soulful. So our soul, if you believe in such a thing, our higher self speaks to us through our intuition and our spirit guides speak to us through our psychic abilities. So that's when I'm going to talk about those things in just a minute and make some distinctions on the, my terminology so you know what I'm talking about. But basically, everyone has that capacity to tune in to these subtler energies. And the reason why we want to do it, sometimes we want to help other people or we can add it into what we're already doing in the world. But basically, the reason why it's good to do is because it's going to help you live a more authentic, soulful, happy life if you do that. So I can guarantee that pretty much at some point you've had a psychic experience. And I was just reading like a Gallup poll. I think it was an old one too. It was like one done in the 80s that polled sort of like 3,000 people on whether or not they've had a psychic experience. It's a very high percentage of people who claimed that they did. And then an, an equally high percentage of people that said they never talked about it or told anyone. So it's a little bit like this big secret that we all keep. We keep quiet because we just don't want people to think we're weird. But here are some examples that maybe you didn't realize were psychic. So let's say you, have you ever had that experience where phone rings and you not only know who it was that's on the phone, but you could feel it about to ring. You're like, oh, the phone's gonna ring and it's gonna be my mother, right? Phone rings and it's your mother. That's a really common psychic experience. Maybe you've had a dream or even a daydream that came true. I bet you anything that you've had the experience of saying to yourself, I knew that was going to happen. For like when something happened, you're like, I knew it was going to go that way. Or maybe you said, I have a bad feeling about this, or I have a good feeling about this. And when you have that good or bad feeling, that's the way things go. 
maybe you're a really excellent judge of character and you just can sum people up like in a heartbeat and you're you're always right you always can maybe can tell when people are not being honest with you or when there's something shady going on maybe you hear a little voice in your head that kind of guides you through things it can be as simple as oh take your umbrella it's gonna rain or you're in the store pick up milk you're out at home like very simple and subtle things Maybe you've had a hunch or a nudge that somebody you cared about isn't doing well and that it's time to pick up the phone or go visit them. Or maybe you've even been in the right place at the right time to help out a stranger. These are very, very common psychic experiences. And the most common psychic experience that people have and don't talk about is experiencing the presence of a loved one that has passed away. That's called a deathbed visitation. And it's the most common psychic experience that people have I hear about it over and over again when when somebody's passed away and you know or you feel it or you have a dream about them or you you feel the presence of them in your life at some point around the time of their death so the bottom line is that for the most part psychic experiences are totally normal and they're nothing to be afraid of but let's talk about some of these terms that I just used so that we're kind of all on the same page here so I use psychic abilities or psychic awareness is kind of a broad umbrella term to to that contains two skills that are slightly different so i make a distinction between intuition and psychic ability intuition is our inner knowing that's tapping into our our own higher self so when we receive an intuitive message we're tapping into our own wisdom and our own inner guidance and a lot of times that comes through three different channels so it comes through the physical channels we might feel things in our body we might uh, have emotions about things or have that good bad feeling or we, we may just know things so that body sense the emotional sense and the knowing sense make up our intuition that's something that everybody 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 has and we're going to talk about in a minute how to maximize that psychic ability is slightly different so if intuition is given to you by your own self by your your own higher self psychic information is information that comes from outside your own system what does that mean it's coming from our spirit guides and spirit guides are benevolent spiritual beings non-physical spirit spiritual beings that help guide us and everyone has them and it's really nothing to be scared or freaked out about sometimes it's you know maybe a relative that has passed over that you know is still in contact with you maybe it's uh angels you know or animals a lot of people very connect with animals or earth spirits we all have a unique set of these spirit guides that are helping us whether you know it or not whether you believe it or not they're there believe me so it's a, it's a little bit more advanced like we all start with intuition when we um, build up our intuition as we get strength in our intuition we a lot of times can tap into our psychic ability even more so let's just take a quick break for just a minute to um to hear from some of our sponsors and we'll be right back One of the few things um, 
The difficult things that people have about opening their psychic ability is learning to trust their, their, themselves. And that can be challenging for a lot of people. So because we have these experiences, they're very subtle. And there are a couple of things that I think you can do that are going to help you maximize your psychic abilities and also learn how to help you trust yourself. Um, one of them that it is like my favorite go-to tool to help us with this is to get a journal. I call it your psychic journal. Just go get a composition notebook and call it write psychic journal on it and start recording everything that happens for you in your psychic life. So any dreams that you have that you remember. Um, and by the way, if you want to remember your dreams more, writing them down is what can really help with that. If you pull cards, if you have oracle cards or angel cards, you want to do it every day and write the results of those write what you get and what you think about it down in your journal. Anytime you get a little hit or you get an intuition or you get that feeling or that nudge or that hunch, write it down because our psychic impressions are very ephemeral. They, they're very, um, they pass through us. And if we don't write them down, our tendency is to forget about them. You can, and this happens to me all the time. You could have a massive psychic download that's super significant on a Monday. And then on Wednesday, when that, when things, unfold that way, you will have forgotten that you've done it. You've had that psychic hit unless you write it down. So I guarantee if you start writing down all these things, you're going to be shocked by how psychic you already are. And the other thing to write down in there is any signs, omens, synchronicities, you know, kind of like when you're in the flow and you're following your psychic guidance, we tend to get reinforcement on that by signs and omens. It's just sort of like an easy flow in life. I remember like asking for a sign. We can ask for signs, by the way. If you ask for guidance and your guides will, your, whether it's your own intuition or your guides will bring into information to you through these signs and omens. We just have to learn how to pay attention to them. I remember asking for a sign about a decision I had to make. And I'm like, just tell me whether, you know, this is a green light or not. I was driving and I literally hit green lights for the, like an hour. Everywhere I was going, the light was green, the light was green, the light was green, the light was green, the light was green. And I was like, gotcha. Like it was abnormal, like to hit that many green lights. And I'm like, okay, that's my sign that this is a green light and this is something that I should go for. So when we tune into and the world of signs and omens, which we're gonna, I'm going to talk about on a different show, we we can really feel that our this is a lot about how we trust ourselves too. So what happens is we get a hit, and then the signs and omens that we see in the world will confirm that that's real, and that's that process helps build trust in what we're going on. A lot of times, especially when we're dealing with our intuition, we have to handle our mind because our mind will get in the way your mind is the least psychic organ that you have it's the least psychic part of your whole being and it tends to argue with our um, intuitive reactions that we get so intuition and the, this world of spirit and intuition has its own sort of logic to it that sometimes is different from the logic of our minds so maybe you've had this kind of experience where you've had an intuitive hit about something and your mind talks you out of it. And it might look something like this. Your intuition goes, you know, that person we just met, I really don't like them. They're yucky. Can't trust them. They're creepy. Like, no, that's not a person for us. And your mind goes, what are you talking about? That's a perfectly nice person. Like, don't be silly. Everybody else likes that person. And your intuition's like, nope, no, nope, 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 no way. Don't trust them. No, no good. And your mind, that's, 
that's ridiculous. Look around. Everybody else likes that person. What's wrong with you? You're just imagining this whole thing. We're going to go with that person. And you know how this plays out, right? Like sooner or later, it, your intuition proves to be true and real because our mind isn't very good at figuring out. Our mind is clever and canny and strategic and, you know, we really need our minds. I'm not, I'm not dismissing the power of the mind, but it, it doesn't have a lot of intuitive ability. Intuition comes through our feelings. So one of the things that we have to do when we want to open up our intuition and our psychic ability is tune more into our emotional states and tune more into our physical states. So I always say that like 90% of being psychic and intuitive is about paying attention to what's happening around you all the time. And it sounds easy to, to do, but it takes a lot of practice. And it can mean like catching yourself from tuning out and disconnect, zoning out and disconnecting from yourself and also what's going on around you. So tuning in is about paying attention to what's happening inside of you. And this is kind of my formula for for opening your psychic abilities journal, right? Tune in and listen. Take time every day if you have it. Take 20 minutes to meditate or our, our most of our intuitive experiences happen when we're in something called the alpha state. It's a brainwave state that's very natural that we all go in, in and out of during the day. And when we're in this alpha state, we're the most intuitive, the most creative. And a lot of it's, we get there by doing very repetitive tasks, driving. It's one of the most common ones. Or washing the dishes, being in the shower. So many people tell me they have the great, their greatest psychic insights in the shower because you've gone into an alpha state. Walking, these kinds of things. Meditation will put you there too. So if you want to have more psychic and intuitive experiences, we need to spend more time in this alpha state than when we are there to pay attention to what we're experiencing. So paying not paying attention is the biggest mistake people make. The second problem or mistake people make that really actually shuts down our our intuition is not acting on it. So in the case, the example that I just gave you about your intuition telling you something about a person and your mind shutting that down and ignoring that, when we continually ignore the advice of our intuition or the direction that our intuition is giving us, we shut down our whole psychic and intuitive ability a lot. And I'm not saying follow every crazy whim that you have, um, but more often than not, 51% of the time, listen to your intuition. And it it kind of, got, it's about putting our money where our mouth is, right? So we ought to act on it sometimes. And then really record everything in your journal that's going on. Um, and those things right there are going to really, really, really open you up. So... <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you've figured out that you're having some psychic experiences um, and some intuitive experiences and that you have some good steps to do, um, some good concrete things you can do that's going to help you open up even more. Um, thank you so much for tuning in here. If you want to find out more information about me, you can find me on my website, lisacampion.com. I hope that you come by and visit. I have a lot of free resources on this topic. Um, on how to manage your energy if you're uh, sensitive and also how to open up your intuition even more. So if you, you join me there, I'd uh, love to hear from you. And thank you so much for being with us today on the Miracle of Healing, where we are saving the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM.
What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.